Hey friends, as the lockdown quarantine continues, I'm trying to find new inventive ways to keep us distracted. And one of the ways I've decided we'll do this is to reward the friends who made the Friendly Four by giving them the unique opportunity to ask me questions. I realize that I've sort of been torturing you a little bit with difficult questions. So I'll let you torture me just a little bit in return. We'll start with Luke. Luke just barely missed out on the friendly four. He was eliminated by a double tiebreaker. So I felt like he earned the right to uh, to play along a little bit. I first met Luke at R&J's. He was a bartender. I was a regular who came in four or five times a week when I was working at Packard's. Uh, we didn't get to know each other all that well over that period, but once I started working at R&J's, then we really started to spend a little more time together. We worked two closing shifts and uh, talked about our lives and politics and politics and uh, our lives and politics, and then a little more politics. <laughs> but eventually a, a real friendship started to form. Luke is from an area of Oklahoma that we lovingly refer to as the Shady 580 down in Lawton. We enjoy arguing about current events and politics on Twitter and in texts and around the fireplace at R&J's hours after close. Luke decided not to go easy on me. Uh, none of these questions that he sent are multiple choice. They are all fill in the blank, which means that I will be guessing quite a bit some of them I'm not sure I could actually know based on our conversations, but I'm going to give my best guesses. And I suppose that it's just a fair karma for all the questions I've asked of him. So let's get to it. All right, this will be fun. Stick you in the hot seat for a minute. Um, question one, what edible item do I loathe with all of my being? I hate it. Oof. Man, so this is one of those that multiple choice would have helped. I know that I should know this. I can picture us having the conversation when I was sitting at B1, you were behind the bar, and me telling you that you're a monster and asking who hurt you because you don't like this. I know that I know this, and I cannot think of it. We've talked about mayonnaise a lot because people confuse the coconut cream that we put in drinks for mayonnaise. I know you don't like mayonnaise, but that's common. A lot of people don't like mayonnaise. I don't care for mayonnaise, really. But, uh, consistency. It's oysters. You don't like oysters. Um, you call them the, the loogies of the sea or something like that. Um, just, 
I mean, that's gross and wrong, but I, I'm just gonna go with oysters here. I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised how much fun that was. I wanted to go through this with you real quick. The edible item, um, which you, you had, you had so many questions right, um, and then just pick something else. Uh, edible item is mayonnaise. I absolutely loathe mayonnaise. Um, you're not wrong with oysters, though. I, I've harped on oysters many times, and oysters actually would probably be more of a, you know, food item um, than mayonnaise because mayonnaise is just a condiment. Um, so I'm gonna give you a half point on that. Um, question two: What's my favorite Kings Leon song? Like, uh, if a comet was speeding towards earth and i had time to listen to one last song this is what it would be i hate you for this question because you made me listen to kings of leon to try and find it and that was your intention and you are a monster just a quick backstory for those of you listening luke loves kings of leon i hate kings of leon but as the bartender he got to choose the music that we listened to so he put kings of leon radio or lana del rey radio on quite a bit we played a game called Rock Paper Leon, where if I heard a Kings of Leon song, even if I was talking to a table, occasionally I would run up to the bar, we would play Rock Paper Scissors, and if I beat him, then we had to skip the song. If he won, then the song got to play out. But I'm backtracking um, because I am trying to think of what this song is. I looked over the songs, listened to a couple of them to see if anything jumped out at me, Closer popped up. Um, I believe Pyro is another favorite. Waste a moment seemed right, but I'm gonna go with my gut and I'm gonna say that it's wait for me, I think. Favorite King's Leon song is absolutely closer. Um, it's like dystopian, into the world, you know. Um, lost love whatever it appeals to the to the romantic in me <laughs> um question three what's my favorite movie of all time um just as an added hint i almost named dayton after the main character so i'm pretty sure it has brad pitt in it i'd get that feeling my i wanted to say that you really enjoyed benjamin button but you always wear that Tyler Durden shirt that looks just like you. So I'm gonna go ahead and say that Fight Club is your favorite movie because of the shirt. Absolutely correct, Brad Pitt. Um, it's funny because Brad Pitt's really not, really not that good of an actor, but I, I just love the shit out of all his movies. Uh, Meet Joe Black. Um, you know, Fight Club, uh, Seven, uh, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button is absolutely one of my all-time favorites. Um, but my favorite movie of all time, and it has been since I was, I don't know, I, I first saw it maybe in like uh, I was like 16 or 17, is Legends of the Fall. And I wanted to name my son Tristan, if I ever had a son. And then I did have a son, but his mama was a bitch. So her and her boyfriend named him Dayton. So yeah, Legends, Legends of the Fall. 
question four, what's my favorite spirit? Uh, alcohol. This alcohol question is mean. Um, we've done a lot of drinking together and I've seen you drink a lot of different things. We've drank the most rye, so that's initially my instinct. You also introduced me to Genopy, which is an alpine liqueur, for those of you who don't know, and it's delicious. I, I'm just gonna go with rye, I think. Uh, favorite alcoholic spirit, you got correct is whiskey 100% whiskey um, I enjoy Genopy you know or an occasional Fernet um, I really like uh, uh, S-Blown shots for um, tequila but I love rye whiskey um, bourbon's okay too um, I have some Willers at the house question 5 after 9-11 I signed up to join the military which branch of the military did I join so I'm not sure that we've ever talked about you joining the military. It seems like it's news to me. I don't believe you were deployed anywhere. So my first instinct was the National Guard or something like that, uh, where you could serve, but from home. But Lawton is an army base. So I think I'm gonna go army. After 9-11, I was driving to work in my red blazer. I heard the 9-11 thing going on on the radio. I'd already thought about going into the military for the purpose of travel. You know, and then my, my, my pop was uh, like 24 years in, army man. There's a lot of patriotism in my family. But I, I, I thought that the Navy would be best suited to me because I'd never seen the ocean at that point. So I was like, you know, you get to go, to, go, to, go on the ocean. And I'll get to go to different ports and different countries um, and see the world. And that was something I was really excited about. But um, I have an eye disease, which they found out about when I was in basic training. And then I got separated to the separations barracks. And I got, uh, what is it, articled out of the military. Not a bad one. It was just like a medical, medical one. So that never materialized. find yourself only consuming news from the failing lamestream media? Do you feel out of touch with America's heartland? Rent the Right is an officially sponsored program that pairs leftists too wrapped up in ideals and caring about poors with a level-headed Republican to help them see the world according to current, up-to-the-minute government-sanctioned fact replacements. Before you head to Twitter to blast the president, check with your Rent the Right representative to see if it was just another one of his hilarious medical jokes that were definitely sarcastic and not real advice that he definitely didn't actually say. Brent the Right, your friend in the modern GOP era. Uh, question six. I was with my ex for almost five years, two of which were at R&J's. What was her name? Okay, finally one that I definitely, definitely know. Her name was Jess. Uh, we've talked a lot about Jess um, and about the dog that you guys had that you loved. Could not remember the dog's name, but I definitely know that her name is Jess. Jess was my ex. 
You got that correct. Brutus was the dog who was just as hard as losing her, essentially, because I was with him for five years of his doggy life. Uh, question seven. I've only owned one specific type of tennis shoe for 10 plus years. What is it? First of all, flip-flops are not a type of sneaker or tennis shoe, so that can't be right, but I've seen you in flip-flops a lot. Most of the time we've hung out at R&J's, we've been going out somewhere, so you wear like fancy shoes. I'm trying to think back on tennis shoes. Uh, I know that you got a pair of custom Jordans for your birthday, but I can't remember you really wearing Jordans. I know that you talk a lot about Air Force Ones, and you've made a lot of jokes about Air Force Ones. I'm not overly familiar with what Air Force Ones look like, but that seems right. So I'm gonna stick with Air Force Ones. You made me laugh because I wear flip-flops almost religiously in the summertime. I love them. I've heard people make cracks about flip-flops. I don't understand why. They're the most convenient, you know, thing that you can wear in the world. But Air Force Ones, I, there's a Nelly song from, I don't know, like 15 years ago uh, where he sings about Air Force Ones. I was in Lawton. The culture was heavily hip-hop. I couldn't find um, any Air Force Ones that fit me because they were all 10 and down when I wear a size 12. And then my girlfriend, my first girlfriend, the live-in girlfriend, um, she, for Christmas, special ordered a uh, size 12 for me. And I they're all white. They've always been all white. And uh, I just stuck with them because I'm a creature of habit. Uh, question eight, my favorite holiday, which I'm sure that you will guess correctly. So also, what is my least favorite holiday? Your favorite holiday is Christmas. I mean, that's not even difficult. You start wearing Christmas sweaters like two weeks before Thanksgiving, and you will listen to Christmas music in like October if you want to. So that's the easy one. The hard one, man, I, I want to say because we're service industry, your least favorite holiday is St. Patrick's Day. But your willingness to skip over Thanksgiving in favor of Christmas also makes me think that maybe it's Thanksgiving. But I'm going to stick with St. Patrick's Day. Absolutely Christmas. I knew you would get that. <laughs> um, least favorite is Halloween. Probably due to my my growing up in church I never got the trick-or-treat ever which uh, always pissed me off as a young kid because I thought that the devil's holiday thing was stupid so I always went to like you know like uh, walk-ins or uh, Halloween ends at the church my son now trick-or-treats or at least he did when he was younger I think he's aging out at this point but uh, that was something that did not carry on um, nine, uh, a few years back, I had a new year's resolution, um, where I was going to complete this once a week. I was going to do this once a week for a whole year. What was it? I feel like you're a new year's resolution junkie. I feel like you've told me about several of them that you've wanted to do over the years. Journaling popped into my head for some reason. You wanted to keep a consistent journal. 
so you could look back on your thoughts throughout the year. But once a week sounds not often enough for journaling. But I can't think of anything else, so I'm gonna stick with journaling. We had there has been a few. Um, I talked about doing uh, learning a foreign language, like Rosetta Stone, for a whole year. Try to learn Spanish. I downloaded the Spanish app. I know you're you're working on your French with the French app, but the one resolution that I've I have I've done and seen all the way through uh, was I wanted to read a book a week for an entire year, which is funny because originally I said I was going to read one book a week. And I knew that there's 12 months, so 12 times 4, 12, 24, 3, so that's 48 books, but there's 52 weeks in a year. So I actually felt shy of the 52 books for the year, but I did make it to 48 books for the year, which was really, really challenging, but probably the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Sometimes I'd read really big books because I didn't want to read all just small books, um, which would take longer than a week sometimes. And then I would have to like, you know, real quick, make up some time. I'd read like The Pearl by Steinbeck or something else that was smaller. There's another one by Steinbeck that I absolutely love. Um, but I always say the name wrong. The moon, the moon rises. The moon also rises. It's a World War II. Um, the moon is down. That's what it is. The moon is down. World War II book, which is absolutely fucking amazing. Um, and then 10, last but not least, what art style or movement makes me want to Thanos humanity. <laughs> Thanos humanity. That's hilarious. I know that this one is modern art. Anything where it's just like the canvas is all blue and it's supposed to symbolize human suffering or something like that. Or it's um, a bunch of marbles scattered on the ground and that's supposed to be the, the chaos of geopolitics or something ridiculous like that. I know that you harped on the banana that was like $150,000 or something like that for no reason. Modern art that is inexplicable is what would cause you to snap your fingers on people. You nailed it. I hate modern art, um, as you well know. You know, a 10 by 20 foot canvas with a red dot in the middle of it, and people are amazed. Or my favorite story of the guy that dropped his sunglasses or his reading glasses in the corner of an art uh, museum and then just left them there and waited, and people thought that they were an exhibit. And he was taking pictures of their reactions, and there's people pondering what amazing, you know, um, art uh, that this was. And there's a guy on the floor on his hands and knees taking picture with his camera and it pissed me off I, <laughs> because it's fucking stupid. You also sent a visual bonus question. This painting on my fridge is found in what movie? It's a man in a rowboat, it's a watercolor and I actually know this one because I love Robin Williams and I remember that scene from Goodwill Hunting when they're talking about it. I googled up a little bit to make sure I was right, and apparently the director painted it, but I think that you, I'm going to take it a step further, and I think that you like it not just because of that movie, but because it's sort of an old man in the sea sort of vibe, and you like that book as well. Or at the very least, you've mentioned it 
several times throughout our friendship. I am so impressed that you got that. Absolutely, Goodwill Hunting, another amazing movie, and I always loved that painting. Uh, I went looking for it, I don't know, years later, and I found a guy that made copies on Etsy of the man in the rowboat in a tumultuous sea with the dark sky. It just resonated with me. I really, I really liked it. And as you said, uh, Hemingway and me got beef on uh, many fronts, but I, I really liked his old man in the sea. It just, um, yeah. That's it. Thank you for playing. Um, we'll have to do something like that again soon. <laughs>